I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time though. Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner. That's the morning! Yes, it certainly is. And I'm with Emily and I'm with Gareth. Hi. Oh, I'm not sure about the high. Well, I was told I was too loud this week, so I'm just testing it out. What, t- what t- by a technician? No, by someone in a hotel, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> were they trying to get the council? No, they were like, trying to get, get, to, get to sleep next door. <laughs> uh, eh? Do you see? Oh, I mm. see, yeah. Oh, well, I feel I want to hear that story now, but we'll, we'll, we'll hear it after, maybe. Okay. I'm still, I'm still reeling. I'm reeling. Why are you reeling? Um, well, no the, time for fishing. <laughs> Yeah, the world, the world's smallest. You know, I thought about a fish, and I thought that because it's too early to muddy the water. But no, yeah, the world's smallest man died <clears throat> this week. What he pe- oh. ping ping? He ping ping. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you oh. remember. He used to. Uh, I think he was named after one of those tennis playing machines. Used to get those. Uh, Frank. Yeah, he ping ping died, and I don't know if you're aware of he ping ping, but I've often, you know, like the world's tallest man who was around. I think he's from Eastern Europe or something. He was around quite a bit. Not nothing likable about him. You, mm-hmm. Not the sort of bloke you'd think. Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind going out with him one night. The world's tallest man. Whereas he ping ping had got a little jolliness about him. Yeah, yeah, oh, it'd be great company. You yeah. can imagine driving, you know, and him, him sitting on the dash. Chatting to you about stuff as you as you went down Nodding the road. Nodding his head. Yeah. He, he was um twenty nine inches. Um but Did you know him? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently someone else has stepped forward already saying that they're going to take his place as the world's shortest man. Well presumably this is what a man who was known until recently as the world's <laughs> second shortest man. Is it him? I'm guessing it's him. Well, he's eighteen years old. He's called, he sounds like Miss World, doesn't he? He's 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. His name's Kagendra Tapa Magar. You're going to hear that name a lot. Get used to it. <laughs> and he's from Nepal. <laughs> and he's 20 inches. And how, how wow. tall was uh, he, Ping Ping? He was 29 inches. Okay, so he's... No, hold on. <laughs> nine inches shorter. <laughs> so hold on a minute. Shit, so he, Ping Ping, was... Was not the world's shortest He's man. suggesting he, Ping Ping, was some sort of a fraud and Kagendra Tapamaga was the rightful holder of the title. Well, is it possible to have a... You know when people have those raised heels in their shoes? <laughs> is, is, there, is there a reverse of that you can wear? <laughs> like sort of a small... Make, a makes hole. you a lot shorter. <laughs> a trench. Yeah, that's, that's it. What that yeah, what he's done is he's, he's been... Op- everywhere he goes, he goes in there the night before and digs a small trench. <laughs> <laughs> he ping pings, turns out to be some sort of charlatan. What I particularly like, Frank and Gareth, is that I was reading on this website where they were discussing the fact that he died and it was very sad, and someone had posted a comment about the death saying... His face bears a striking resemblance to that of the late Mike, to that of Michael Winner. Poor chap, one indignity heaped upon another. May his delightful and gentle soul rest in peace. Well, I like the last bit. That's <laughs> at nice. least he was nice at the end. But if you're writing about the world's smallest man, you don't have to come up with a looky likey joke, do you? <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got the world's smallest man to be working with. How old is the? Um, well, I'm calling him the new world's shortest man, but. Um, I like how he's claim he claims he's to claiming. be twenty inches as well. Like, yeah. Is it worth sticking in a claim <laughs> on, the hope, on the hope that they don't check? <laughs> Maybe I could say, as yeah. it turns out, I'm the world's shortest man. 
I'm what sure, about that? I'm sure to the new thing. I'm just always very close to you. Yeah, well, I'll just say, I'm the world's shortest man. And when they say we're here to chat, they'll say, oh, I'm really busy. I'm just going to have to take my word. Can you turn it down? <laughs> if you're the world's shortest man, you're going to focus. You're the new world's shortest man. No, I don't want it. I don't want it, you know. I, I, you know, I want to spend oh, no, more time no. with my family. No, what is this? Because we did... Yeah, there was, there was a story about someone who didn't want to take on the... I can't remember if it was the world's tallest man. Oh, it was the tallest man. Maybe I should oh, do yeah. some research. Is this a Gareth day? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a Gareth day. There's something in my memory, something from the past. <laughs> yes, I find that with memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Often it tends to be retrospective <laughs> rather than looking forward. <laughs> so, I mean, good luck to Kagendra Tapamagar, 18, of Nepal. Oh, he's 18. He hasn't yeah. finished growing yet. Well, that's why it is then. Could We've worked a, it out. You have a growth spurt, spurt at any minute. I was only 10 inches tall till I was 14. Is that right? Yeah, then just... I know till my puberty kicked in. <laughs> yeah, so I know you're what? About six foot? <laughs> yeah. Well, that must have been a hell of a spout. <laughs> it was. Well, God, your mum must have been buying a blazer every day. <laughs> she, she, got me la- she got me elasticated trousers. That, um, oh, they sound nice. To my shoes with just a hook. You didn't wear elasticated yeah. trousers. I bet <laughs> you, you need did. It. You need a sort of a <laughs> I was growing so spandex quickly. school yeah. uniform that you could just expand. <laughs> well, I'd like to have been in your house when you were on, on the op, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been exciting times indeed. Well, anyway, uh, we, if any of... Um, obviously, our thoughts are with his family. <laughs> Frank, he ping-pings relatives aren't listening. No, but, they never, but my thoughts are with his family in the terms of how tall are they? No, I, I, whenever people say my thoughts are with his family, which we hear a lot said, you I do. always think it sounds like the most insincere thing you could say about anything. So I'm going to be... Uh, my thoughts are not with his family. I have no, I have no care for He Pingping's family. My thoughts are with him. Mm. May I his ho- delightful and gentle soul rest in peace. Yes, I hope he's ascending to heaven as we speak. And let's face it, it's, you know, let's hope it's not stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've had a text in about <laughs> he ping. <laughs> I like that. That was a great. That's well, everyone's going to go out and buy it. <laughs> everyone's got it who could possibly want it by now. <laughs> Listen, we've had a text in about he ping ping. Ah, Frank. He Ping Ping was the shortest man, as you cannot hold the title until being eighteen, and Kagendra has only just turned eighteen. And that's from David from Bracknell. Well, thank you, David. That's. Uh, that's amazing. So, uh, that, that makes sense, I guess, that you can't hold it until you... Because yeah. you could, you know, a three-year-old could say, I'm the world's shortest <laughs> man. And that would, would mm. make... Well, you, yes. But I... See, when I was a kid, we were always told that you, you didn't stop growing until you were 21. OK. And, and now people say 18. Now, I can see how that happened with, like, the drinking age mm. went down, but the mm. growing age... It's, yeah. it's like somebody's... The government have said, oh, it's going to be 18 now. Yeah. I mean, it, is is there a move to make make it that you stop growing at sixteen? <laughs> make any sense? Anyway, thank you very much for um, mm. for for sending in that text. We're on eight twelve fifteen. If you want to text us about absolutely anything at all, but well, that's brilliant. I love it when they join in. It's funny you should say that because we've had another text that I'd like to read out, Ooh. which th- it was from Ken Kirkham, and he says, "I'm liking him. I like his name already. I'm liking Ken Kirkham." Ken Kirkham says, hey, Frank, great show, but please sort out that bin behind you. He's looking on the webcam, oh, he's on the Ken web- Kirkham. I didn't think anyone looked at me or Gareth on Ken the webcam. Ken Kirkham does. Yeah. Ken, this is actually, Ken, if you're... That's actually Metal Mickey who's been beheaded. 
Now, anyone who's not watching on the uh, webcam, just trust me that that was funny. I'm, I'm going to do it now, <laughs> Ken. Are you, are you, are you watching? <laughs> Ken. There we are. You see, I did it quite noisily so that people who were just listening to like on, it on radio, you know, then they, they still get a sense of, jo- of being part of the whole <laughs> I reckon that was a Sony Award-winning moment. I think it was as well. Yeah. When are the Sony Awards? I've I don't know. About will, we be, will we get one? Oh, God, if we don't get at least three, <laughs> I'm going to smash the studio. <laughs> <laughs> What's better than this? Have you ever listened to other, other stations? Absolutely <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> they are. I'm embarrassed by other radio stations. I actually text them up and say, close down <laughs> for all our sakes. Yeah. Oh God! Wow. Yeah. I might, I, I might get um, to sit next to Tony Hadley again. I'm oh, not going to be it. one of these people that you know. I say, oh no, I don't suppose we're pretty. <laughs> no, no, I'm absolutely, I'm dead set that we. How many are we up for? Do you know, Emma? Uh, three or four. Three or four. Oh, that'll do us. I think the producer doesn't know how many awards <laughs> we're up for. But well, it, yeah, I'll, I'll settle for three. Yeah. Is it like the Oscars though, when you're supposed to like lobby and try and get you know ingratiate yourself with the industry because you've just said you hate all other radio? <laughs> I didn't say I hated them. <laughs> I didn't say I hated them. I said they were rubbish. Oh right. I'm able. You, you I sympathise with them. <laughs> you've got pity. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know when you see the very poor and homeless on the streets, you don't hate them, but you don't you know you don't think oh brilliant. I wish I was like that. Anyway, that's enough of this. That's um, that was a good. Uh, we get a lot of um, camcorder, not camcorder. What's it called? Webcam. Oh yeah, things. The webcam. But they're all about. Oh, you're looking good today, Emily. I I don't like it. No, but that's why you start pointing it at the bin <laughs> instead of me. <laughs> and no one noticed. That's why I don't care. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I I did this week. I um. I uh, I did a kind of a performance of a, a musical, right? Oh, great! What was now, it? Well, some of you may know that uh, Dave Gorman um, has a radio show on this channel, mm. on um, mm. on this station, rather. Sorry, slipped back into the days I used to be on television. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, and that wasn't that up until you said that you thought all other TV was rubbish. <laughs> yes, I think I did. So. <laughs> but. Um, so Dave has got, um, he works with uh, Danielle and, and Martin on that show, and Danielle and Martin yes. have written a musical. Oh. Right? Oh. Yes. So look to yourselves. <laughs> eh? But what? I don't understand where you come into this. How does he get Rogers and Hammerstein <laughs> and I get the Chuckle Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Who dealt that hand? So anyway, I went along. What to... do you mean you went along? Well, I'm in it. You're, You're in, in their it. musical, but they're not on our show. I don't have to be... That's, he, that's a different show. They're friends It's not sort a of radio musical. Yeah, I don't care, but they're sniffing around our host. How would they like it if I start sniffing around their host? I bet they wouldn't like that. Yeah. What if I put Dave Gorman in a magazine spread doing, like, a swimwear shoot or something? <laughs> How would they like them apples? Well, as, as long as he could combine it with a cardigan, I think that would work <laughs> for Dave. Well, um... You've, well, been, you've been seeing other co-presenters. Yeah. That's what you've been doing. I'm quite jealous. I, well, look, I feel I, like Cheryl Cole. You'll, uh, actually, you look like Cheryl Cole as well this morning. I was going to mention that earlier. <laughs> so, um, what am I doing now? I'm pressing the adverts. I'm sorry. Having <laughs> slacked off all the radio stations, I've now said, what am I doing now? I'm pressing the adverts. Which, to me, spoils the whole mystery of it. Absolute Radio. So this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily, with Gareth. You can text us on 8.12.15. That's all you need to know. 
for the moment. I was just... Those of you who were with us before we went into the adverts will remember that I, I, I was talking about the fact that I'm... I went up to this. Uh, we, I suppose it was a kind of, uh, it was a public reading of mm. um, of the musical. Mm. So you hadn't learned the lines. Though. No, I, I hadn't learned the lines. Mm. I had to. Do, I, I only had a song to do. Okay, right. You had to sing. Oh, I had, it's a musical. Oh, that was the clue. You see. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but sometimes they get like Rex Harrison who can't sing. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying. I've grown accustomed to her face, <laughs> like breathing out and breathing in. <laughs> Yes, um, they do get Rex Harrison, but he's dead. Okay, that's him and the smallest man. Ah, oh, dear, so the- who's alive anymore? More dead people later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Rex Harrison wasn't it? But I, I, I got up anyway. So it was, it was in a, a place called the Albany in, right. in Great Portland Street, oh, which yeah. is in London, which is a large conurbation in the southeast of England, and um, they were. It was a very talented cast. I mean, I was watching them before my bit, and they were really good. Good singers, harmonies, great jokes. I mean, I was... Oh, you've been having a great time with these new friends. Yeah. And Sorry then, you stuck with the Chuckle Brothers. Well, just, just to make you feel a little bit better, yeah. I went up and I got the words wrong. <laughs> I sang through the instrumental break. Oh. So I started, like... <laughs> I started the next thing, and it was a, a completely different <laughs> instrumental break. And it was one of those when I looked at the pianist, and he, he looked like a man who, who was the, he knew the plane was going down. <laughs> and I was singing it. It was like a duet. So I was with this woman called Liz. We just had one rehearsal on the Who's stairs. Liz? <laughs> anyway, um, we had, and, and it was... Oh, man, it went so wrong. So the music was playing. And people, there was a bit where I turned to Danielle, uh, who was standing at the side of the stage, and said, sorry, in the middle of the song. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then to try and save you, I ad-libbed a gag at the end, which did get a big laugh. But I realised it was a very similar to a gag that was later in the script that I hadn't read. Oh, so no. it killed that gag <laughs> right. later on. So I was, I was not only doing damage, I was doing... I was putting damage in storage <laughs> to be done later. It was... I can't tell you how I felt after. I stepped off the stage and there was no applause or anything. People were... They were in shock. <laughs> and I stood there and everyone was... You know, I mean, I couldn't escape. And I could feel waves going up and down me of horror. Right, you know, because it was public humiliation. A sort of embarrassment to be there. And then I thought... I thought, you know, I'd seen a documentary recently in which a man... Uh, do you know what a bullet ant is? No. It's, I think it's the most poisonous ant in the world. When it, It's called a bullet ant because when it bites you, it's like you've been shot by a bullet. And this bloke put his hands in these gloves which had been woven with these bullet ants. So he had about 300 bites on his hands mm. just to see what the pain would be like and feeling that it would be so intense it would somehow purify him. Mm. And that's what it was like. That's what the evening was like. Oh, fine. I felt that I'd been cleansed by my own humiliation. It was so bad that it took all the dirty bits out of my bloodstream. So there you well, go. That's. that's uh, well, I'm, pl- I'm pleased you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you are. <laughs> if you stray away from me and Gareth, this is what will happen. Yeah, but I didn't mean to not enjoy it that much. It was. Uh, it was. Ah. Oh. Well, listen, we've had some advice, though, on oh. how to get a Sony Award. Oh, OK. Um, this is from Steve at the Village Bakery in Birchington. Oh, sorry, I'm still recoiling from the, <laughs> remembering that night. <laughs> he says, Frank, to make sure you get a Sony Award, make sure there's a Raymond Blanc tale each week. There's Radio Gold. 
Well, well I hope there's no irony in that. No, I shouldn't think so. In case you don't know, Gareth is big mates with Raymond Blanc. <laughs> He's not mates. He went into a tea shop once where he works and saw him once and is strung out about nine anecdotes out of this. <laughs> yeah, but you did speak to him, didn't you? Yeah, he came over. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came over and um, said, oh, you have a little one, pointing to Ethan. And he says, oh, That's no. rather rude. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's very, what is he? Psychic? <laughs> he Ping was there. Oh, right. <laughs> he Ping was just, he was just lounging in an eclair. <laughs> He was making a sort of bed out of it. Yeah. Sort of an isolation chamber for it's himself. Do they? <laughs> so anyway... Did said, he zip up? Did he get inside and then <laughs> zip up the eclair from the inside? <laughs> <laughs> so, come on, what did Raymond say? Hold it, here, he comes, here comes Raymond. After he'd said, you have a little one. <laughs> and he said, he came and said, oh, you have a little one? What, um... He is not having souffle or ice cream. And I said, no, he's a bit young for that. Souffle? Cheese souffle. <laughs> another, ladies and gentlemen, another Raymond Blanc. Really, that trip to the tea shop really was the gift that kept on giving, wasn't it? Oh, I'm loving it so much. Oh, Blanc. Oh, Blanc. <laughs> oh, better have some music. I should have. Pr- that would have been the ideal point to go yeah. to music. I couldn't find the button. Well, that's not going to win us a Sony. <laughs> no. Story of behavior. my life. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Dear Frank, it's from um, Steve Bourne, and he's from Moscow. Um, a night in old Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Frank. I don't know if you've ever been to Moscow, but each week you kind of get to travel via the podcast from near the Bolshoi, up past some beautiful gardens, across a nightmare ring road, and to one of the regions of the city most tourists don't reach, mostly because it's a bit like Solihull. But anyway, all, oh, of, dear. all, all of the way to work <laughs> here in this quite different city, you're great company, so I wanted to say thanks and cheers on the first year of the show to you, Gareth and Emily. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? So we travel, he listens to us on the podcast, so we travel around Moscow. I I understand he takes Mm. us up the Bolshoi. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's lovely. I I like the idea of uh, being in uh, all those cornfields and ballet in the evening. Being in his little Mm. rucksack, but like keeping ping. It is, yeah. Leave it now with keeping ping. I mean, have some respect. Yeah, well, wait, that's a, no. This, I'm glad you've brought that up because the the midweek podcast, as we call it, a lot of people have said to me. I'm talking three, <laughs> have said, "Oh, the midweek podcast." No, I haven't listened to that because that's that's like the greatest hits of the uh, the Saturday podcast, isn't it? But mm. it isn't. You see, it's completely different. They think it's just the best bits. Yeah, but it's completely but it's different, not, is it? But it's because it. What's it called? It's called the midi. You never know what it's called. You always just make it up on the spot. Yeah. The mini midweek podcast or something. Yeah. See, it needs to say, because it's got mini in it, it suggests that it's a shrunken version of the large one. Yeah. So what we need, I think, is a, a new name for the midweek podcast to suggest mm. that it's... That communicates it's like new, original... New, different material. Well, about original. There might, be a, <laughs> there might be a couple of old vaudeville routines in there. We basically want you to do the work that the producer should be doing. Yeah. If yeah. we're honest. Yeah. Let's not beat around the bush. But people like, people like to feel part of things. That's what we're banking on. Yeah. And um, 
and then you can come to the Sony's with us if you get the right. <laughs> if we choose your thing, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? You can, because yeah. there's only three of us, so you can get the fourth one. You can go yeah. to the fourth one on your own. And you might get to sit next to Tony Hadley like we did. Yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't, so sit, you didn't sit next to Tony Hadley, you sat amongst him. <laughs> yeah, you can sit on, on Tony Hadley's other knee to Emily. Yeah, it was, she did get over familiar. Um, so anyway, so, yeah, so it's a, if, if, if it was called, for example, like when yeah. I was a kid, there used to be a, a, dra- a weekly drama series called The Wednesday Play. Right. You see. On the wireless. On the telly. Oh. Black and white. Uh, our dog was. Who I watched it with. Um, it, um, so if it was called the Wednesday play, that would yeah. suggest that it was you could get it on Wednesdays, but also we were mm. at play. It's oh, not okay. I'm not that happy with it. My one's not great either. I've got. Oh, sell it. Why don't it's, you? It's called. We got Wednesday. We got podcast. We got pinger. <laughs> yes, it's it's well, it's long. <laughs> it's a bit and long, it relies it? on an in joke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other, my other one is. The Too Hot for Lamb podcast, which is quite an old in joke. Yeah, going back mm. in the that that, that lamb's so off. So a nostalgic in. Yeah, in other words, we can't think of a name. But no, if, if you we'll, what we can give, can we give a prize of some kind, Emma? What yeah. can we give? Eighty quid. <laughs> no, oh, okay. eighty quid. Well, I always think, you know, I always think that when you you don't want a t-shirt, you want eighty quid. I, I, that's what that's what I call a price. Can we we could give them some of the stationery? We could give them a. What mark. about all the change what in about, our pockets? What about when it's read out? I've just got um my little <laughs> my little dibber thing that gets you into the well, absolute right. studio. Hold on a minute, I think. <laughs> 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 I, I see you've got a little one. <laughs> uh, let me do that again. I see you've got a little one. Oh, why, petit. Why oh. is your child not drinking wine? What is wrong with it? Yes, <laughs> the no moustache. Maybe he would like some cognac. Give it a cigarette, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got your little dibber. Well, maybe, yeah, we could just give them that and then they can get in and out of absolute whenever they want. Yeah. That'd be a good oh, that's, that's a great idea. Good yeah, luck because... getting past the security guard. He won't let us in. <laughs> Um, yeah, I see, I, I'm, I'm up for that. So the prize is um, 24-hour access <laughs> to the Absolute Studio. Absolute Radio. We've had some suggestions in, Frank, on 8 12, 15. Mm. Some suggestions for the name of our midweek podcast. Yeah, Neil from Barking has said, Hi, or why not rename the midweek podcast Frank Skinner's Bit in the Middle? I like I, it. I like that because there's, there's a sense of sauciness as well to it. Yeah, we've got from Jerry, we've got, how about something like the oh, programme... Oh, I don't know what's happened to your, what's happened to your throat. <laughs> I don't sorry. I'll... It's gone a bit Michael Winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. That's better. Um, God, how I, thought, about... I thought I was getting the world's smallest man through, <laughs> through, a, through a familiar. <laughs> Go on. How about something like... <laughs> I have got a little one, but I'm not the world's smallest man, I don't think. No, I don't think. Um, only how... one man in the nose, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a matter of opinion, of course, but uh, if you ask them, <laughs> How about something like the programme, not the nine o'clock news, and call it Not the Weekend Pod Show? So that's from Jerry, so Not the Weekend Podcast. That's from who? Say the name if they bother Jerry. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, I think that's um, good, Not the Week, because that, ma- that makes it clear that it's not the same thing, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. By saying not, by using the word not. <laughs> Yeah. And Why when didn't we think of Wendy's along the same line, she says, "How about the I'm completely different from the other podcast podcast?" Would we get that on the label? No, there's no room that. for. That. How many how many characters are we allowed, uh, Emma? Thirty. 
30 characters. We better brush up on our impressions. Yeah. I'll start off. I'll start off with a slightly commodionally old uh, caretaker. Hey, what are you not doing here? Want to move on out? Get, get out and turn your own don't you? That's one and that'll character. Be David Mitchell. Now, why are you doing that? And all of a sudden, That's the two. caretaker character. Okay, it could be a very long yeah. show if we're trying the 13 this week. <laughs> So let's leave that there. OK, well, that's great. Um, and, and remember, the winner gets a T-shirt. So uh, I thought they got 80 quid. Yeah, well, they were, no, they were going to get complete 24 access to it. Oh, yes. But we've been told we can't give that for some reason. Sniffy they are at times. Now, Frank and Gareth, you might notice I'm looking rather buff. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're looking smashing. Yeah, might have yeah. something. Do you know why that is? Um, is it because... Check of the light. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> is it because I've Mirrors. gone minus 225 today instead of minus 250? <laughs> so I've got both, because I went up to 250. All oh, right. And sometimes I take you? up on the wrong box, I get a slight blurry. <laughs> Go on. Do you want to know? You look, you look yeah. nice. You yeah, look I nice. know I do. Um, oh. I've gone and got myself a personal trainer. Oh! Personal trainer? Yeah. Oh, and he's, he's very... He's very handsome, I have to say. That's not the only reason I went to him, but it was a motivating factor. Mr. Motivator, <laughs> don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, I had a terrible Give incident. Away. I had a terrible incident with Mr. Motivator. What happened? Oh, man, you know one of those when you say things and then you just want to... What did you say? Oh, you want to... I'll tell you what you want to do. You know that, that bit of skin that, ju- that keeps your tongue... <laughs> connected to the bottom of your mouth that's you want like, to chop it off yeah, you want to get that get your fingernails and that and rip straight through it oh that's, that's nice what that's what i felt what like. happened with mr motivator i said are you still going out with vanessa feltz he never went out with vanessa feltz yeah well that was part of the problem <laughs> oh. and he said no that was another black personal <laughs> trainer and i thought oh, oh no no well if mr. someone what motivator, <laughs> i thought i'll let you down Anyway, so oh, how come man. you've got a personal trainer, Emily? Well, I just decided, you know, I have to accept now, my demographic is the younger man. I'm sorry, I'm not having any joy with these oldies, but when you're going to go for the younger man, you've got to get in shape. The oldies are lucky if you turn up, frankly. I'm sorry, you get what you're given. But your younger man, you've got to be toned. You've got to be looking oh, good. Goodness. You need bonds of steel. So you're, ton- <laughs> you're, ton- you're toning yourself up for the lechy students. Yeah, for the young lechy men. Times. Oh, what a sad reason. <laughs> it's not about health. <laughs> it's nothing. St- I said to myself, I don't want to pump up my heart rate. I don't want to waste time doing that. I want to get buns of steel. No cardiovascular. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. He's so. great, though. He's called Brown, and he's got... Um, I'm not the only celebrity. I am a celebrity Is now. he a Scotsman? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, he's got another celebrity <laughs> Suit, client. tie. <laughs> Do you want to One know the eye. other... One eye. Gapey mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, he's very good looking. Okay. Do you want to know the other celebrity client? Oh, he's got... Mm. He's got yeah, I'm not the only one. When you one. say the other celebrity yeah. client... Deal with it, Frank. I'm a celebrity now. <laughs> OK. Um, hmm. It is Ivor Baddiel. David Baddiel's fat brother? <laughs> yes! Don't <laughs> say that, right. That's a great advert for this guy. <laughs> Brown. You sure he's not called Brownies? Brown. He's really chuffed Ivor Yeah. Was, let me say, he's a lovely chap and a very talented uh, comedy writer. But you don't look at him and think, well, he's lithe. <laughs> no, you think at him, you look at him and think, is that David Baddiel with a stocking over his head? <laughs> I think Ivor and I will be great adverts, wow. Brown. I, I'm su- I am surprised that Ivor wastes time with such fripperies. <gasps> and secondly, I'm surprised that... You won't uh, be saying that when I get my 19-year-old. 
But, but who wants a 19-year-old, for goodness sake? I do. No, don't they all have nits? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they have nits at that age. Osley Os- Lee has texted in saying he's a younger man. Well, if everyone is younger than Emily texts in, we're going to be here all day. So <laughs> What's he called? Um, o- Lee. Ozzy Lee. Ozzy Lee. Lee. Not, Ron, not Rusty Lee. Okay. What were you thinking? No, I wasn't thinking for a second that Rusty Lee had texted in saying that she'd like to go out with Emily, but it's an image I shall cradle in my thoughts. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I've got crumbs on the, uh, whatever you call these things that I have to move about. <laughs> uh, this no, is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, I'm with Emily, I'm with Gareth. We've had a um, text message on 81215. Um, Emily, how could you dismiss all us older guys? At Aww. least we know what we're doing rather than a fumbling youth. Aww. Well, you speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm stuck with fumbling. I thought, stick with what you know, that's what I thought. It's a good look on you. If, if you're looking for a partner who's always ready to agree, why not just get a spaniel puppy? That's Rob, 97. Well, oh, you say Rob. that, I find them quite uh, surly, the spaniel. <laughs> the Springer's all right, the King Charles... Can I just say, Rob, I'm not dismissing all older guys. I'll tell you what I can get, love. I won't lie to you. Let's be honest (laughs) about this. Let's not beat around the bush. Why Mm. why the emphasis as well on the physical all the time? Mm. People say, I've got a personal trainer. You know it's going to be some bloke with like a great six-pack and he's going to be working them and getting them all fit and stuff. Which he does. But why is that the emphasis? Why not say, I've got a personal trainer. We're going to see uh, Measure for Measure <laughs> on Tuesday night. He's going to explain some of the themes of the play. And then we're going to get to... Uh, he's going to talk about Mozart. He's going to tell mm. me about that. And we're going to do some stuff. And, and that. He's and going expand- to tell me why people find me so irritating. <laughs> 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 but expand your brain. Get a personal trainer for your brain. Mm. That's what I think. I don't think... I, I don't need one of those. I yeah. don't think our lecturers can cope with you getting any hotter, Emily. Oh, I think people. I, love it. I can't tell if she's attractive. I'm By the way, man, um, but... Graham Fellows is coming on the show soon. Graham Fellows. Oh, I really is, like him. Is, in case you don't know, he's John Shuttleworth, who is, um, in our house, a comedy legend, might I tell you. Mm. And uh, in a lot of other people's houses as well. So I'm I've seen his DVD. I was sampling his wares l- late last night. Had a little look. Okay. <laughs> At the DVD. Yeah, no, I'm not. What, what is, it's it's, it's got to be carry on I this know. morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want any of that nonsense. I'll ask the matron why that's happening. Um, there was a. Did you see that kid in the paper who um, got a letter from the school? Well, he didn't get a letter. His parents got. His parents a letter. got a letter from the NHS saying he was clinically obese. Yeah. Mm. And he was forced at four stone two pounds. When Is that clinically that. obese? Well, he was five, years, five old. years old. So, you know... Oh, I don't know. See, I don't know. How, how heavy is a five-year-old supposed to be? He's three foot ten inches, so I don't well, think it's... God, imagine him and he ping-ping and tower above him like a mighty I mean, I've seen cyclops. a picture of him. He's not going to get any gigs doing spring-summer catwalk modelling. <laughs> However... <laughs> oh, God, this is a child. We might be listening for all we know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't describe not, him as obese. He's not exactly, yeah. he can't hear yeah. us over the munching in his ears. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if that's obese or not. But is it supposed to be? It's, if he was a beast, mm. I think it's all right to write to the parents. Yeah, it? the parents are flipping out. They're saying we've got this letter saying he's a beast. The government shouldn't send 
li- children letters saying they're obese, <laughs> and I don't think it was to him. And I don't think they should. They're saying they shouldn't label him as a beast. They probably shouldn't show him the letter. No, don't don't, don't show him the letter. Don't show him. Just reduce his rations. <laughs> He's actually been labelled as a beast at the school. Yes, no, oh, well, they no, shouldn't have a, done that. Says, oh, that was says, just mischievous boys. They just stuck that on his back. <laughs> that won't have been an official thing. The NHS sent us a letter scrawled in crayon. Yeah. Saying he was a poo-poo head <laughs> <laughs> and a big fatty bum bum. Now yeah. that is out of order. And I'm in mean, the drawing of him. He doesn't look anything like a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> and the sky is a little blue line at the top of a page. Yes, it's this kind of thing. Political correctness gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, oh, I don't know. There's been there's, there's been one or two. Uh, there was a, a woman in the paper this week who um, she had been thirty stone, no, twenty seven stone. She was right, oh. and she lost sixteen stone, which is you know really quite an achievement. And um, that's extraordinary. Yeah. That's two of me. Yeah, but not only that, but she, at, at the end of it, that's she four was, of four of this little boy. She was at the end of it. She lost four little boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> At the end of it, she um, she was three inches shorter as really? well. Really? Wow. How could that be? Well, that suggests to me that she must have had very fat soles. <laughs> she, her right, feet must have been like yeast in a cake tin. Yeah, like fat soles and like a very fat upper, uh, just above the skull. You know that bit of, hmm. just between the, the, the skull and the hair. That must have been quite a very jobby. padded scalp. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So uh, as as the weight's gone down, she's steadily she's settled. Maybe it's a bit like being inflated, like it really kind of pushes you to your limits. You know, like all her all her spine was all uh, like maybe being fat is very good <laughs> to your posture. I'm gonna have to put a record. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a record on. <laughs> Absolute radio. Graham Fellows has, uh, has entered the studio. Morning, Graham. Morning, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's happened? <laughs> What? <laughs> and Graham has brought his mate Kevin as well. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Kevin's in the corner. Kevin. I yeah. didn't. I didn't want him in here, but you allowed him. Well, I did. He was looking through the window like a like a, a child outside some sort of posh shop in Piccadilly. Yeah. <laughs> an urchin, like an urchin looking in, and I thought, no, let, let's let's share. Well, easy. I don't mind. <laughs> it's probably better he's in the corner, in the periphery of my vision, than rather right. Right behind me. Yeah, exactly. Boring into the back of my skull. <laughs> but he is with you. He didn't just run in quickly when you came through the door downstairs. No, he's the reason I'm here, because he saw a bus and he said, let's jump on that bus. Because he's a Londoner, he knows his way around. OK. I marvelous. live in Lincolnshire. Good. <laughs> I was there recently. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's that t- have you seen that show, The Bobble, on TV? The idea is they lock people away for three weeks and then they ask them questions about the news that they've been separated from. And that's where they put us. They put us in a big house in Lincolnshire. Mm. Can you remember the town? It was desolate there, nothing. The idea is that we were kept away from everything. So we weren't even told the name of the town lest it should be in some ways considered to be news. Right. Did you go mad? No, I liked it. Yeah, well, I like it up there. Is it... I mean, is it... Do you live that kind of quiet walk, country walks type of life? Take the, take the spaniel out. Uh, yeah, chocolate lab. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually live in a, a part of Lincolnshire that most people wouldn't recognise because it's hilly. Okay. You know, Lincolnshire's renowned for being flat. Is it? Were you in a flat bit? It was. Yeah, it was quite flat. Mm. Now you come to mention. 
<laughs> but now I live uh, on the edge of the Lincolnshire Wolds. Oh, okay. Near Barbara Dixon. She's up there. Mm. Do you hear her singing in, ever? I uh, have done. How lovely. I'd love to walk past Barbara Dixon's cottage and there's a window open. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you my contact details. And we, can <laughs> <laughs> we can hang around. Yeah, come up. <laughs> I could go up there. I don't, I've never really been outside of London. I have, like, once or twice. Mm. <clears throat> OK. <laughs> so this takes us very neatly onto um, Southern Softies, which is your new DVD, mm. <clears throat> Graham. Well, it is. It, it's uh, it's kind of mine, and it's kind of John Shuttleworth's. Yes, yes. We should establish that you are also John Shuttleworth, uh-huh. who is... Um, mate, I think I can say this, because in a way it's not you. He's an incredibly, incredibly funny act. Of, and it's a man who, who plays a small organ and does songs and basically talks about his life. And it's brilliant. Well, all thanks you to like you, uh, Frank, as you gave me my TV break. Uh, did yeah, he? I think you got your debut, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Or rather, John did. <laughs> yes, it did. On something that... Are you allowed to say the programme? Oh, God, I've Packing them in. Yeah. Yeah, you gave me a big build-up, and I came on, and it went down very well. And it I didn't did, it went go great. on the TV for about three years after that. Yeah, I, the show didn't do that well, but you can't blame me for that. <laughs> no, it was a good show. I was holding on by my fingertips myself. Well, I'm glad. I'm proud to have, have done that, because, yeah. like I say, I think it's a, it's a brilliant act. I know what happened to Jenny Eclair. She's doing well, isn't she? Yeah, she's a grumpy old woman. Yeah. Well, she was then, if I remember rightly. They, just hadn't, they just hadn't formalised it into a concept. <laughs> so, um, can you tell us a bit about what Southern Softies is about? Well, <clears throat> I did a film called It's Nice Up North, where... Um, oh. Yeah, which was set in the Shetland Isles. <laughs> and uh, it basically, as John, I went further and further north to see if people get nicer the further north you travel. Mm. And on the whole, you do. I mean, they do. But... Uh, the, the theory is scotched by the fact that the nicest person John meets is from Devon. Right. So, but have know, they which been is li- the south, isn't but it? But have mm. they been living up north a long time and got kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've gone native. That's right. So I thought I'd make an answer film to that, which is uh, Southern Softies, and that's set in the Channel Islands, and uh, to see if people get softer the further yeah. south they go. Whether they do or not, I can't tell you, Frank, because people will have to watch the film. And do you measure... But can you at least tell us what criteria you use for measuring their softness? You're not challenging them, challenging them to you've hit, fight. You've hit the nail on the head. How do you define softness? Mm. We didn't really know. and Nobody that we spoke to knew. So nothing really happens. There's a lot of confused exchanges. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the film. OK. And but it's funny as well. Well, I hope so, yeah. I um, loved it. I watched it last night and I loved it. I thought you were going to be me- going to be being mean about Londoners, but you weren't at all. No, because as Frank will testify, I hope, uh, the the nature of John Shuttleworth's comedy is not to be nasty. No, no it's indeed. very gentle. It is um, gentle. He, I hope that he's always the kind of the ultimate victim. Yeah. Uh, and he leaves people sort of bemused rather than humiliated. Mm. Yes, I think that's a fair summary. I think that could be a good cue for the advert. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So we were just talking about uh, Southern Softies, which is your DVD, which I, I must—I have to own up, I haven't seen. But I we, saw it. But our roving reporter, Emily, has seen it. Yeah, and I loved all the characters you met. Mm. There was an amazing guy, wasn't there, who owned... There was some sort of weird little nightclub and you performed and he got a bit cross, didn't he? Yeah, and and, and this was one of the advantages of being a very low-budget... Uh, well, no-budget film, because we had no clout whatsoever and it was the only gig in Jersey we could get. And um, 
It was like an old he, people's home or it, something. No, it was, it was, it was a nightclub in uh, St. Oh, Hallier, sorry, it looked like an old people's <laughs> home, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, nightclubs well, in Jersey yeah. do attend a lot. But <laughs> he wasn't very keen for us to come, but we couldn't get anywhere else. So <clears throat> I had a couple of com- phone conversations beforehand, and he would say, well, you know, it's not, I'm not sure about this. I know my audience, you know, they just want to hear sort of rock and roll. And I said, look, trust me, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he was an- antagonistic from the word go. So, you know, the odds were stacked against us. He, he gave me a really bad intro. He said, this is John Shuttleworth. What he's going to do, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so the audience were against John from, from the word go. And, it, and as you'll testify, it went around really badly, didn't yeah. it? But, of but course, it was great to watch. I'm absolutely. sorry. <laughs> it felt bad at the time. But mm. watching back, we realised that we had the, the right mm. dynamic. Because yeah, yeah. if it had gone well, then well, it had been rubbish. Well, that, this could this could like rejuvenate the whole comedy DVD thing because they always do gigs that are going really well. Do you think it You're adds, right. it adds point, stuff actually. to it if it's going? Well, I, yeah, I mean, because <laughs> you know, a lot of my early gigs uh, and some of them now just went down really badly. But oh, but but well, they had good moments. But you know, they have that sort of edginess. You've had a few of them, haven't you? Oh Frank? God, yeah, yeah, many, many. I mean, <laughs> as you say, in the early days, there, there was one after yeah. the next. It was a domino effect. I'd love to watch them back now, properly shot and yeah. well lit, <laughs> so you can see every wince capturing the atmosphere. Except, I would say that your humour is more obvious in the sense that you are trying to elicit a, a laugh, whereas with John Shuttleworth being a character, he's just talking about his life, and he, I can never let on to the laughter. You see what I mean? He's talking mm. about serious things in his life. People are laughing. You can't say, "Oh, thank you very much for that laugh." You know, no, but you get an extra. You get an extra treat with my bad gig because you get that <laughs> silence when you, you you heard the rhythm, you hear the punchline, <clears throat> and then there's that void. Yeah, and then I begin again. I think that would have a fabulous accumulative effect and uh, and be painful and beautiful. But I always used to contend myself with the fact if I had a bad gig or there wasn't any laughter, I used to think, "Well, that means that you know I've convinced people that I was a real person." <laughs> <laughs> you know, if people it's a triumph. Out, people used to walk out and demand the money back from the box office. That guy can't sing. I want my money back. So I thought, yes. <laughs> well, that's true. I said, but yeah. that guy, yeah. I suppose those people that they were convinced you were you were a real person. Yeah. Mm. See, I didn't have that as a, as a fallback position. <laughs> they were convinced I was a real person who wasn't funny, which is a slightly different. They position. thought you were real. Um, yes, I am real. As real as any of us are. Well, I've read your, your autobiography and I know that you're real. Oh. Learned a few things about you. Well, I, now you've pulled the fast one on me. <laughs> you've pulled the carpet from under me, as it were. Or is it a wrong? You didn't sound I... very happy in the past, at times. Um, I think I... This has all gone a bit on the couch. Sorry. What's going on? <laughs> no, because I, no, I, I always thought you were a really happy-go-lucky guy and there was a few moments in there I thought, ooh, it's a bit sad. I think I'm... I mean, the death of my parents, I was a bit sad. You, you can only take happy-go-luckiness so far. You have to have gaps for decency. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But generally speaking, I think I'm pretty old. What about yourself? I've had t- terrible times. Oh, no. Yeah, going through one at the moment. Are you? Yeah. What's going on? Just relationship stuff. Oh. Well, I nearly oh, moved to okay. Shetland a yeah. couple of years ago. had a bit of a breakdown and then decided not to. Luckily, but now I've bought an old church in Orkney. Oh, wow. things are looking up. <laughs> Which is not quite as far. Yeah, but that'll cheer you up. But I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to make a recording studio up there, eco-friendly, and you can have the friends and family rate if you want, Frank. Thank God, I've never been up there actually. It, it's, I can't even imagine what it's like in in Orkney. Windy. Okay. What's it called, Orkney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must have at least heard of it, surely. Oh, I, yeah, I think so. So you've not, be, you've got to go to Lincolnshire and then you've got to go up to Orkney. 
Oh, I can't wait. It's on, it's on the same bus route. <laughs> Absolute radio. Marianne has texted in on 8 12, 15 and said, My budgie, Monty, great name for a budgie, absolutely went mental for how I wrote Elastic Man by The Fall. Any chance of playing it again? Well, I don't think we're allowed. I'd love no. to play it again, but I don't think we're allowed. But I'll, I'll send a little personal message for Monty if he's Aww. listening. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> Um, I hope he laughed at that. If he didn't laugh, well. How desperate are you for fans for the fall that you're now communicating with the budgie? <laughs> well, if you think humanity has spent a good deal of time communicating with budgery gas, Tonic, hasn't it? That's true. And it's always, we always met them talking our language. It's like when you go, when English people go abroad. I think you should make the effort and talk as budgery gas sometimes. Ben Jones has arrived next door. He's wearing green today. Green, always bright, looking like one of the merry men from Sherwood Forest. (laughs) He's embracing this season's new colour. I think green green really is. It works. Yeah, he's green in. I didn't know. No, green's not in. But that's okay, Ben. Don't worry. Still look awesome. (laughs) Honestly, if Ben went to a snooker hall this afternoon, he could hide very easily by just throwing himself flat on the table. Just pull up the hood. And people would be playing, I don't know what happened to that shot, it seems to just stop in the middle of the table. Almost like it was caught in an armpit. Seems to be a bit of a bump. Yeah, it wouldn't work that out. So I've been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been filming all week. Oh. Hoity! Hoity! <laughs> I've been filming. What are you filming? Uh, I- I'm doing a documentary about George Formby. Oh, is that why we're not okay. going to be here next week? Because we're going maybe up to Blackpool? Maybe, maybe. In case you don't know who George Formby is, he was a man from the north of England who used to sing stuff like, With me little stick of Blackpool rock. And do you know what? Any of you watching on the uh, webcam will realise I can't sing that without imitating <laughs> a ukulele. It's impossible. But anyway, we I'm are, are going to be on the radio, aren't we? We're just going to be yeah. in a different studio. That's it. Yes. We'll, next week we're going to Blackpool. So this week I've been filming. I've filmed... Um, I filmed in a school where they're all learning ukulele, and I introduced mm. them to. I told them about George Formby, and I said, "Well, I, I said right, I'm going to I'm going to go out the door. And I'm going to come back in." I said, "Then we're going to film. You've got to imagine that that you've never seen me before, and that you're really impre- really happy. Mm. So imagine, like, say I'm Ant and Dick. So you're really excited." Mm. And this kid said, "Can we imagine you're Fifty Cent? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a seven-year-old kid." Good and heckle, I said, though. No, you can't imagine that. I, I won't be. I won't be associated with that hoodlum. <laughs> and then this girl said, what about Rihanna? And I thought, hold on, I'm not, I'm not taking suggestions on who you can imagine I am. And they called me, they called me, they'd obviously been told what my name was. They, they called you ca- sir. When I walked in, they said, good morning, Frank Skinner. <laughs> I said, good morning. And then a couple of kids came up to me and they said, Frank Skinner, did you meet George Formby? And then it says, Frank Skinner, how long have you been playing the youth? What is this? It reminds me of the formality. It reminds me of when Jimmy Savile was on Big Brother, and they'd explained to Sean Tell Houghton that he was he used to do Jim will fix it, and she got mixed up. And after I heard her say to someone, "Yeah, Jim will fix it," was saying that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother used to think he was called Jimmel. <laughs> that is a good name. <laughs> that can't be true, can it? Yeah, Jimmel. Well, I'll get away. So, when do we go to Blackpool? Hold on, I'm going to play a bit okay. of music first, but then we can, then we can set up the whole Blackpool thing. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
And it was our studio until a minute ago, but guess who's just walked in? Yes, Big Ben has walked in. Yeah. Dong. <laughs> Don't you use that, Ben? Aren't you tempted to get that as a jingle? Dong. <laughs> I think it would work very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Or Gentle Ben. You can look at a Ben. How come he gets oh, I love that. How come he gets to be Big Ben and I'm the man with the little one? Well, <laughs> don't, don't blame me. Blame. Yeah. You know who to blame, You know who to blame. <laughs> Raymond Blanc, your best friend. <laughs> We've had some new, some more suggestions for the... That's weird, over a French backing track. We, um, so, more suggestions for the midweek podcast. Lovely. Um, Vanessa from um, Caterham, a suggestion for the midweek podcast, quite frankly, it's all new. Quite frankly, oh, I, I like see. it. See that's or, or, a pun. Mm. And from Kidderminster said um, Frank's midweek Moorish. Well, that's good. Midweek Moorish. Like will people imagine that's me doing extracts from a Thela? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they'll imagine. Because <laughs> that could reduce the amount of people downloading. I think. I'm not saying that I no one know. would download, but me going, "Oh, Iago," <laughs> it's on all that. You know, people think, "Oh, he's, I hate it when he does that." I like that when they just mess about in the studio. I don't like it when he does uh, the great tragic heroes. <laughs> I like that. Frank Skinner's midweek Moorish. Good. Mm. So, look, I've got to get ready for Blackpool. When are we going to this what, this Blackpool thing? Yeah, so next week we're going to be live from... Well, actually, we're going to be in Preston. I'm going to oh, Blackpool. OK. Yeah, um, but you can come to Blackpool after, because I'm going to the George Formby Convention. Oh. Which is two What's days. What's that? Where? Two da- um, Blackpool. Clogs. Blackpool this <laughs> time of year. Clogs are actually in. Um, <laughs> we won't have they to... They are in Preston, I should imagine. <laughs> They've never been out. We don't have to go on rides, do we? I hate rides. Oh, no, yeah. we, maybe we should uh, discuss rides when we're up there because uh, we're running out of time. But I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got strong views about rides as well. Mm. Okay, um, well that's it from us. Do tune in to Frank Skinner's midweek uh, Moorish. <laughs> oh yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good day to you. Absolute Radio.